phones near you. Talk soon! Welcome back to another episode of Well Said Red. It's been a bit since we have uh, recorded in the old Devin's Closet Studio office um, acting arena. You name it. But nonetheless, we're back. We're back. And I just feel like our normal routine of seeing each other four to five days in a row, we're back on it. Thank God. I truly don't even know what I did without you. I can't even name the things. I was... Like what? I'm lost. <laughs> it was a weird two weeks. Weird two weeks. But it's really been a, weird. a busy two weeks. Um, and I mean, even today, what a busy day. We're looking forward. Um, Dev's birthday is coming up. It is. So we've got a, a birthday party um, to attend tomorrow. So Dev, what did you do today to prepare for your 29th birthday party tomorrow? This is such an excellent question, Lily. And I will say, like, it is really funny re- recording these like ahead of time because. Truly, my birthday will be so far in the past, but I'm really excited that we'll all have a moment to celebrate it again a month later. Um, But I today braved the New York heat and I just walked up and down Fifth Ave so much to find the perfect Barbie outfit. And um, if you've probably guessed, the theme of the birthday party is Barbie. I figured for 29, it was appropriate to have a birthday that was Barbie themed. 30 might have been a little like, you know, too cliche. I mean, <laughs> I mean, everyone's doing it for 30. You got to be ahead of the trend. <laughs> I actually walked into Trader Joe's today and um, he checked my ID for these lovely ciders we're drinking. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, your birthday's coming up. And I said, he's like, are you celebrating? And I was like, yeah, tomorrow. And he said, oh, kind of early. And I said, well, I want something to look forward to next week. Yeah. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm, ha- I'm having a Barbie birthday party. And he said, a Barbie birthday party. And this man looked at me like I was truly insane. And I said, yeah, I'm turning 29. He's like, uh-huh. And I was like, so Barbie. <laughs> he said, well, that sounds like an event. <laughs> you know, I mean, the bar crawls, so early 20s. We're, so we're early that. 20s. The late 20s, just like have fun have fun get as many people as you can to dress up truly i cannot wait for you all to see the products of honestly barbie party the harder you commit to a theme um the harder people go oh absolutely like i mean truly there's so much cardboard in my apartment right now trying to build a barbie box and i actually don't know what i'm doing it's gonna be pretty interesting it will get done though (laughs) it will but i did find the perfect outfit i went through quite a lot of duds i'll Mm. say it but luckily pink is very on trend this season whether it's ironic or not i can't tell but it's very appropriate for this season and this summer situation so Mm -hmm. i did find the outfit i cannot wait i have a wig I look horrible in it, so I'm really <laughs> hoping that people recognize me. <laughs> I look kind of like Eleven from like Stranger Things. Oh, perfect. Like dark eyebrows, just terrifying look of platinum blonde. So we'll see how that goes. I love it so much. Both of our hair will be a little different tomorrow then because mine will yes. not be like curls. It will be like a crimped situation. I cannot wait. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, Barbie, are you being Lily? I'm going to be, I will be like the 90s beaded hair Barbie, um, which for those of you who can't recall is one of the more interactive Barbies where you get the little hair beads, some hair beads for Barbie, some hair beads for you. You know, it's like one of those fun things. Um, So her hair is red-ish, hence, Mm. and I mean the 90s, obviously. I am a child of the era. Um, And so I will be crimping my hair and putting beads in it and wearing like a tube top dress that I will would have never purchased on my own accord. And I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to see you. You're going to look amazing. And I'll say this. I saw a girl with 
literal beads in her hair today, like little braids oh. and beads. And I thought so on trend. So I love on it. Trend. Do you remember the stamps that you could put in like Barbie hairs, like, or maybe like it would, uh, it would like you clamp their hair and it would be oh, like heart yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. No, the '90s hair accessories are really. And I'm just waiting for the feathers to come back. Yeah, in like the mid. I think it's coming. I think so too. And I was definitely. I was a girl who had feathers in her hair oh, for some of high school. Mm-hmm. Really, and I, I mean, we got a lot of hair, so we got to fill it with something, right? Yeah. I mean, might as well add more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always. Nonetheless, we will have long partied hard since you, when you hear this. Yep, we will. So to give you something new to look forward to, today we're going to talk about friend trip rules. And by that, we mean the rules or considerations that you should have before or during your trip with um, one of your pals. This can be a good pal. This can be... Um, maybe an acquaintance, a group of pals. Um, Just some tips and tricks because while it sounds fun and dandy to go to Hawaii with this giant group from college, let me be the first to tell you it is a little more complicated than it might appear. Oh, yes. As we've maybe all been a part of the group, uh, group hang even that becomes very difficult to make a decision. Um, I know just like trying to find a place to land in New York sometimes mm-hmm. can be a very difficult decision, whether it's going out for a drink or going to dinner, being a part of a group that's traveling completely different territory and also just as stressful. Totally. And we're not telling you that you shouldn't take these trips. No. What no. we're telling you is to be wise about it. I fully believe that whatever trip your heart desires can happen. I mean, I'm I'm in and out of this city constantly. I take a lot of trips. But I think it's one of the work smarter, not harder situations. Oh, absolutely. And I think we have listed out a couple of our favorite Mm -hmm. rules to abide by when thinking about um, traveling with a buddy and thinking about planning out something. And it could be a couple buddies even. You know, like it depends on your comfortability, depends on how many logistics you want to walk through. But we think that the rules that we have um, put together for you might be some of our best work. I I agree. I think we – we have enough circles of gal pals, yes. particularly between the two of us, um, that we could fill many of New York's dive bars with Absolutely. these groups. And so we've been around the ringer, and we are here to help you maybe not And maybe if you agree with all these rules, you might want to plan a trip with us. Like, <laughs> Great might be a companions over here. <laughs> you know, if you're like, you know what, I'm on board for all these things. Or maybe it inspires you to make a list of the opportunities to travel with friends and maybe just Put up a couple more boundaries just because, you know what, it, we all deserve a good vacation. And if boundaries are going to help, then by all means, these are your opportunities. Absolutely. We love Send boundaries. them this podcast. We love boundaries. <laughs> we love flights. We love tra- train travel, whatever way your heart desires. We do. And in order to do all of these things, you have to deal with money. Money. And money can be stressful, Whether mm-hmm. you, it, no matter how much of it you have. It's a stressful topic, particularly yep. when other people are involved. So our first friend travel rule set a budget that everyone is on board with. Absolutely. And I think this actually comes down to even like how much you're willing to spend for like a nice meal versus like a cheap meal, you know, Mm because people have different opinions of what a cheap meal is, quite frankly. Like a cheap meal in New York is like 20 bucks. Right. And a cheap meal anywhere else is like 10 to 15, like or less, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. So kind of being aligned with exactly how you want to spend the money what kind of a budget everyone has in order to spend the money that they hard earned in order to go on this trip, I think is crucial. Absolutely. I think also if you don't know what someone means by cheap meal or nice accommodations or whatever else comes into planning, ask. 
please ask. Like just ask those clarifying questions. For instance, are you going to be staying in a hotel or an Airbnb? Mm-hmm. Those might just say, seem like, oh, personal preference, whatever. No, no, no. You can save a lot of money if you stay in an Airbnb and you're on bunk beds. Lord knows the amount of times I've been on a top bunk at a bachelorette trip because we're in an Airbnb and not a hotel. That being said, ask. Some people, it's really important that they have their own room. But if it's your one buddy and you can't pay for your own room, have the conversation. Yeah. And I do think like it comes down to too, like what kind of vacation are you guys taking? Is this like a you have an agenda kind of vacation? Is this a we're just going to play it by ear vacation? Like that also can be costly. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're playing it by ear like and you don't plan ahead sometimes that actually can bite you in the butt. Totally. Quite frankly, like you then have to ha- pay higher prices for train rides or for travel in general. So just keeping in mind um, how you want to plan your vacation on a budget that both of you or all of you have agreed upon um, and how you would like to spend that money is mm-hmm. super, super important. Yeah. And quite frankly, it's going to set you up for major success Absolutely. in your vacation. Devin, let me ask you this. Say you have a group of five gal pals. A good sized amount. You can't cram into one hotel room. And if you do, you're really uncomfortable. Just at that point, if you have five, get a hotel. Get more hotel rooms than one. Say that um, income varies greatly amongst the group. How do you how do you do you go with the person who has the highest income? Do you go with the person who has the lowest income? How do you find a way to meet in the middle? Hmm. I think I would it would depend on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um I think it would depend on are we going on vacation for luxury mm-hmm. or are we going on vacation to just kind of like see new things, explore new things, make new memories, you know, kind of things. So like if we're going on a luxury vacation, then I am going with the lowest person's budget because it's going to depend on where we go. I mean, you could have a very nice luxury vacation in Kentucky if you wanted to Absolutely. have a beautiful hotel room, get a pool, get the spa, have the whole treatment, but you're in Kentucky. You know, right. So you're dealing with Kentucky things. I don't actually know. I've never been to Kentucky. I'll be quite <laughs> frank, but it just popped in my head. Um, so I would go with the lowest person's budget. And then the other person, you know, like if they have a higher budget, like they can splurge on things like the spa. They can splurge on things like, you know, maybe ordering a little bit more of an expensive meal that they want at dinner. You know, like there are always opportunities to spend more money, quite frankly, mm-hmm. but there are less opportunities to make your money stretch farther. Totally. And so I do think like, being conscious of the person that has the lowest budget in the group will always benefit you because you can always spend more money and treat yourself on a vacation if you end up having a bit more to deal with, you know? Totally. And I think also if this is like a a reunion type of trip, you've got to go with the lowest budget Mm -hmm. because that's, it's unfair to ask someone who maybe has a completely different career field who makes a lot less than you to kind of live up to your luxury vacation. Absolutely. Which ultimately leads us in to what I have next on my list, which is clarify the purpose of this trip. Is the trip to like just ball out in some really amazing European city or is the purpose of the trip to be reunited with friends who maybe you live in different parts of the country from, family reunions, um, just quality time, card games versus museums? I think if you clarify the purpose, then it's very clear of like, oh, maybe we should not combine you know, seeing a friend with a completely different budget as well as my European vacation. Absolutely. And I think oftentimes people, when they think of vacation, they like don't really think about the fact that they can take multiple 
Mm-hmm. Um, they just try to plan it all in one go. Right. And so they're like, this is my only chance. This is all I'm going to do. So I'm going to ball out and I'm going to make sure everybody's on board and we do all these things. Like you just don't have to think that binarily, binarily. Yeah, I think that's a word. That's a word. Um, about vacation. Like we all deserve more vacation time. And if you have the opportunity to take it, please do. But don't put your pressure of a vacation on someone else as well. Like mm. you, like the last thing we all need is to like end up in a drama on a vacation. Like nobody wants that. Nobody's looking for it. So just be gracious. Try to figure out, okay, like, hey, if this person, if we're going with this lower budget kind of trip and I just want like more quality time with these people, again, like make that happen and then ball out yourself and go splurge on you, you know? Like there's an opportunity for that. So I do think like understanding the type of vacation you're taking with the people that you're taking it is super important. And I think that it really makes or makes or breaks the trip. I, I would agree. And as someone who takes a lot of trips during the year of varying degrees, I think it's so important to understand like, hey, I can't have the same expectations for everyone on these trips because they all have a different purpose. And hopefully, again, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. Agreed. Now tell me, Lily, mm-hmm. how many trips a year do you think you take for luxury? Mm. Well, this year is my busiest year yet, Um, which I, after being in so many weddings last year, I didn't quite think that was possible. And then this year's calendar rolled around and I am a true Enneagram seven (laughs) and said, yes, 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 yes. And then came to June and was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I have extroverted a little too close to the sun. Um, But this year, yeah, truly this year I have 15 trips, not all of which are for luxury. No. Um, About eight of them are for weddings or bachelorette related, which again, not this topic. Um, We talked about what being a wedding guest. Don't worry. We'll come back to that. Come back to bachelorettes. It always comes around. Um, So that being said, I did put the trips in addition to those eight in because I was like, I cannot be spending so much money on like things that other people have put on my calendar. I mean, I will obviously again, an Enneagram seven extrovert. Absolutely. I will go to any wedding you invite me to. Absolutely. But I was like, I got to do some stuff for myself. So thankfully I have a trip with my college girlfriends coming up. I had a trip to see family and friends. I just got back. I'm going to go to an Eastern seaboard city with my dad later in the year. And so there are some good variety as well. Um, But I try to get in like a once a quarterly trip, I would say, like for me. Yes, particularly. Something for you where you feel like I can actually relax. I can do the things I want to do. Yeah. And would you put that – so would you put that in the field of like luxury because it's kind of like towards what you want to do? Absolutely. And I tend to – I guess leisure would maybe be one of those. Yeah, like, leisure, leisure more so. Because I definitely will say like due to the amount of trips, I'm not sure I'd consider myself a luxurious traveler. Sure. I'm definitely like the more frugal one in the group because as we already discussed, some people do trips. just take like one trip a year. And I'm like, girls, if I'm going to squeeze you in, it's got to yep. fit in with all these other things because I do like tend to float around in different circles, um, which is a good way to live if you're an extroverted individual. <laughs> We have a lot of fun. Um, but I would definitely say like my leisure trips are ones that I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do, which also means if I'm choosing a location, I need like, I mean, I'm also a very true wing eight of like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do it. Like I have yeah. a, if you can't 
do it right. Or I have a, if you want it done right, do it yourself personality. So I will definitely look at a place and be like, I want to go here. Who will fit into this with me? (laughs) Who who will do what I also want to do? Or have like the similar mindset of where I'm like, you also like to do fun things. That's Mm -hmm. not just like, if I'm in a European city, I don't want to just like hang out. I want to walk. I want to do. I want to eat all the food. I want to see all the things. I want to like make sure I have covered every trace of that city. Not everyone can hang with that activity level and they shouldn't have to. Yeah. But when I'm choosing a travel companion or say um, proposing a trip mm. to a travel companion, I'm definitely looking at people where I'm like, hey, you li- you live in a city where you walk a lot. You're pretty active. You like to do this thing. And I know that because I know you pretty well. Mm-hmm. I'm generally not asking acquaintances to go on trips with me or like friends that maybe I'm not super close to. Um, so I definitely look for people who to match the energy of what I already know I want to do. Are you asking me to go on a trip with you? You know, I did say the other day, I was like, I'm going to go to Paris in March. And Devin immediately looks at me and says, ah, I will go. And I said, I'll go. Sold. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I'll go in March. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so important to like have – I mean, you know you uh, want to be able to have fun with people and I don't yes. think a trip should be a trial run. No. Mm-mm. No, I agree. I agree. And I actually think this leans into like our next topic of – or our next rule, I guess you could say, is like be a team player. Flexibility is paramount. Mm-hmm. Like if you are in a new city, if you are traveling with a new companion, maybe they got roped in and it wasn't totally your say. Like there is an opportunity to be like just a team player. Like there – you just need to be like flexibility mm-hmm. is something that I have worked very hard at in my many years on this earth. Uh, something that I find myself an expert in sometimes, but maybe to a fault, you know, like there's a, there's a boundary line that maybe needs to happen as well. But I do think when you have a group mentality, when you're traveling together, things are just going to go not the way you expected. Like there's just an opportunity to always deal with the unexpected. So hundred percent, you have to be willing. And I think part of this again comes down to like knowing the personalities of your travel companions. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you have to have. I mean, for instance, my best friend and I travel very well together. We both have also we moved to like big East Coast cities at the same time. We kind of know each other's pace. We traveled internationally for leisure for the first time together. Like, and so we have those experiences and that rapport where I'm like, hey, I know that if you say you want to go to this art gallery, you're going to find the tickets. You're going to book them. I don't have to worry about it. It's one of the things that you put on the list. We have our shared Google Doc. And this list is um, evenly divvied out as far as responsibilities go. I know that, hey, if I have a a question for something, like we're going to figure it out together. I'm not just going to figure it out by myself, whether that's public transportation or, hey, look at this cool restaurant. Like I'm never going to be planning a trip by myself when she's involved. And that's totally okay with me because we do match well. Like we both want to do similar things. Um, But I've also been on trips where I have been the only one carrying the team because when you are the travel friend, people think, oh, you're good at it. I would like to go with you. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden a trip that would usually be really fun for you is maybe not as fun for you because totally you're kind of like babysitting someone. Totally. And I do think that gets into our next one as well, or one of the ones, but I will say just quickly on that note, uh, the flexibility thing too is also important because it's like not everybody loves to do what you want to do and that's okay. Like I think there's an opportunity to do something because you also know that this person is going to do something with you as well. Like I, for example, got dragged onto every, anyone who knows me well knows I hate hiking. I truly, 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 truly with a passion hate hiking. Sorry to all you people out there that love it. I understand why you like it. I don't like it. I've tried too many times. It's just like such an off brand thing for you coming from the West coast. I agree. 
and I'm okay with it. I've settled <laughs> with it. It's fine. Anywho. So when I was in England with two of my very sweet, good travel companions, um, normally our pace is we're going to go eat at nice places. We're going to see some shows. We're going to like just honestly hang out, go around. But one of our friends really wanted to go see the cliffs of Dover. Mm. And it was an exciting moment. And we were like, you know what? We've never seen the cliffs of Dover, but we didn't also totally know that like that included like the long walk up the hill to the cliffs of Dover uh-huh. and then walking the entire cliffs of Dover. But I will say one of the most enjoyable walks I've ever taken in my entire life. Excellent. And we got up really early to go do it. Would I have thought that that was going to be my leisurely England trip? No, but mm-hmm. I loved doing it because I also knew we were going to do a lot of things that I wanted to do as well. Totally. So, Really fun when you get to have also that like pairing of experiences where like not everything you're going to match up on all the time, but you're going to like each other enough in the process and have fun in the process to like enjoy each other even in the moments where maybe it's not like your favorite activity. Totally. And it's something new. I think totally that flexibility thing. I mean, travel is supposed to stretch you and teach you new things. And if you just stay in your little comfort zone, it doesn't do that. So I think I think it's definitely all about compromise. I totally agree, which is like also a rule that I had, which was like be willing to learn something new. Like nobody wants to baby anyone on a trip. Absolutely not. So like whether it's learning a new subway system, whether it's learning part of the language, maybe whether Mm -hmm. it's just like trying to be proactive in planning, like learn something new. Don't just have one person carry the whole weight. Right. And that's the thing. I don't think you have to be good at like all these things on a trip, right? No one expects you to be the one responsible for knowing like the basic phrases of the language, as well as when the restaurant reservation is, as well as like when your tickets are for this new tour, how the train works or all these different things. But I think find the thing you're good at that Mm -hmm. maybe the other person doesn't enjoy, or maybe they're just really busy because they're already doing other stuff and lean into it. Like yes, own it. I think that's so much better if you make a mistake on like what subway station stop you get off at, at least you were the one trying. Like at least you took that off someone else's plate. Totally. And again, like you learn so many new things when you're traveling. Like no one's going to be perfect in this. You do. And you'll have a funny story to tell. Oh, we love a funny train story. I love it. I mean, I've lived in New York for half a decade and I still have ironic subway maps still to this day. Yep. 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 Anyway, what's your next point? Um, I think that was it for me. Did you have oh, any others? Oh, I do. I have two more. Okay, great. Let's which is up. great because our time is w- dwindling down. <laughs> this is on uh, my stream of conscious point. It says, for the love of all things good, trim down the group. Mm-hmm. And by this, I mean there are some things like yep. family vacations, um, college group reunions, things you can't trim down. You're sure. not getting rid of anybody. That would be mean. It would be rude, unacceptable. Yep. You keep the group together. At the same time, Will I take a big European vacation with a group of more than, say, four to five? No. Probably not. No. Just because from my experience, and I think everyone who's traveled in like bigger groups or tried to do it just knows that you can do a lot more with fewer people. And that is not to say that you can only travel with one. But at the same time, like it's yes. kind of like the too many cooks in the kitchen thing, right? Like if you get a group of 15 relatives all together and you're all going to a place that's brand new that everyone wants to do a ton of really cool things, all of a sudden you are overwhelmed. There are schedules. Do you split up the group? Do you keep the group together? Is this group going to, are, are now, is now one group mad at a different group? Like it's a whole thing. So I would say if you are looking to increase your friend travel, pick a couple. Yeah. Don't try to build a huge group. No. Unless you're doing a vacation that suits a big group. Like a <laughs> cabin at the lake. Yeah. Simple things where you're going to pretty much just like hang out in one spot for the entire time. In that case, pack them in. 
Yep. Sleep on bunk beds, sleep on the floor. I don't care. Hang Play out. some card games. But if you are trying to do a trip that has an itinerary of more than just hanging out by a body of water, maybe trim it down mm-hmm. two to four friends tops is what I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would say four tops. I'll be right? honest. Like traveling in Europe or anywhere truly in the country, like things just aren't as big as in the right. US. Like tables are hard to find with mm-hmm. more than like four people. Like quite frankly. And also like you don't want to book like tons of rooms. You don't want to be dealing right. with everybody's credit cards. Mm-hmm. Like the constant just like weight of trying to figure out what everyone wants to do at any time. Like it's not worth it. Just pick mm-hmm. four people. And this is like somebody who like it's very hard for me to like pick people and say no to people right like it really is but honestly if you're unsure about a person like follow the gut instinct because like you're gonna save the friendship at the end of the day you know and you can always take another trip with them later that's maybe more suited to what you guys want to do but like Mm -hmm. just trim it down i fully agree and i mean i think four is a good number as in you can get two queen size beds in a hotel room yep you could do two and two if you want like maybe more space in a hotel room it's just a very easy number as you said europe is not the same as the u.s nope nor nor is like asian countries south american countries i mean we come in and you see people try to get a group of more than four at a new york city restaurant and you're like you're insane yep that reservation took a month to get you probably don't have the same luxury if you're traveling abroad yep so I would say keep it simple. Even if you're traveling within the U.S., yeah. it just – it'll give you less of a headache. Absolutely agree. I yeah. think that's an excellent point. Yeah. And then my last point, for those of you who are really confused as to how the trip is going to work that you have in your head is do not force it because some people just don't travel well together. Nope. They you don't. Can, you can still love someone with your entire heart and not want to take a trip with them. Yep. I think 100%. That's okay. I think knowing yourself – And also knowing your friendships will save you a lot of heartache and drama when you're trying to plan a trip. Because quite frankly, sometimes people just don't travel well together. Right. It's like roommates. Exactly. Like you can love someone and you wouldn't maybe want to live with all of your closest friends. Mm -hmm. Same goes for travel. And I think in that case, visit each other in the cities you live in. Yes. There are definitely people where I'm like, no my gosh, please come to New York. Yeah. Would I say, let's go to Portugal together? Probably not. (laughs) But... No, please come visit me. Absolutely. Because yeah. then it's like, it's cheaper because they pro- they might be staying with you. Show them around your city, yeah. all the things. Go visit them where they live. There are still plenty of ways to see your people who live elsewhere than you. Yes. Um, than just deciding to throw caution to the wind and <laughs> book a trip that will go down in infamy. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Honestly, like some people, I just like, no, I couldn't do it. Right. I just couldn't do it. Right. And not, not anything against them. It's no. just like, you just know yourself and as someone who i mean i'm sure i said this to a friend at one point but i was like if i go to xyz i'm going to want to be walking 15 miles a day mm, and i know that you will kill me if you if i try to even ask you to join me in that walk yep so that's fair i'm like there are people who would not want to travel with me because of my travel tendencies absolutely that's fine Let's totally just fine not travel together and call it a day call it a day anyway that's our our sage wisdom for you yeah I don't even know how many rules that ended up being. Maybe six. Uh, six I don't know. Sounds fine. So, but they were overlapping. So it's totally yeah. fine. But I truly do think that there are always opportunities to have these rules in your life to help you figure out, hey, you know what? If I'm going to be traveling this fall, who am I traveling with? Am I going to be traveling in the spring? Maybe over the holidays? Like, hey, make sure you invite the people that you actually want there in your life and Absolutely. that you want to remain in your life <laughs> because we've all been on those trips. Yeah. If a trip goes wrong, the trip goes wrong. You might be kissing your friendship goodbye and you never stop hearing about it. 
Um, but we hope you have wonderful trips. And yeah. if you have any thoughts, any comments, any questions, any we bad would, trip stories, oh, we would love to hear them. I eat them up every time. Every time, we would love, love, love to talk about them with you yeah. or about you at the pod. <laughs> Honestly, either way, we will be entertained. Either way, we'll be entertained and it'll be wonderful. So mm-hmm. thank you for listening. Yeah, all right, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.